0: This is The Blood Doctor Show on a Tuesday, an exciting and very cool Tuesday, because joining me in this episode is King Hooley from the Truth Be Told Sports Podcast, an awesome podcast that I am a huge fan of. Um, We got to talk here for a little bit about the upcoming draft, the Yankees, the Heat, more of his favorite teams it's going to be some really exciting stuff so I'm going to drop you into that conversation here in a little bit later tonight I'm also doing actually another interview so keep your eyes on the podcast page because if you're listening to this one that means there's another one coming soon keep an eye on the Blunt talker Show big stuff coming um, more and more guests I'm mixing in some really cool shit upcoming you're going to want to hear it you're going to want to be a part of this so just keep an eye on it I think you'll enjoy what you're hearing Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to rate, don't forget to share, do all that cool stuff, because you love me motherfuckers. And don't forget to do one cool thing today to help someone around you, because just quite honestly, this world is getting ridiculous, it is getting painful, I'm getting tired of waking up every single day and seeing just police murder after police murder after police murder and not that we can change the world with one action but every single action that we take to change this bullshit and every single action that we take locally to enact change in our community to disarm abolish and defund police well it's just really great stuff and now let's jump into the interview So joining me now is King Huli from the Truth Be Told Sports Podcast. What's up, man? How you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been a long time and we've been talking about doing this for... For, for a while, so uh, I'm glad we're actually doing it now.
0: I know, yeah, I think we originally talked about it in like January when I was first doing the show and then we had right. plans to do it and then I got high and spaced on those plans because <laughs> that's like a thing that I do. That's not even the first time that that's happened in the history of this show and it's been going since December. So, you know, right. it's just a time-honored tradition at this point that I get high, space out and forget I have a guest. So <laughs> The fact that I have a time-honored tradition within the first 40 episodes, I think, is like, you know, just proof of my greatness. So, you do. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so truth be told sports podcast. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, okay. what, you know, tell us about that. Um, I, that's honestly how we got to know each other is I just kind of stumbled across your podcast one day and I was like, holy shit, these guys, these guys have really good chemistry. Um, okay. And I, I just became a fan. So how did that all come about?
1: Okay. Uh, it started in a group. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, if you're on Facebook, search "Truth we Told Sports." Uh, it's just "Truth Be Told Sports." Uh, it's a it's a group. We'll let you in, whatever. Where everybody talks like we have healthy conversations about sports. It doesn't. We don't involve politics. We don't. It's just purely sports. So we uh, that's exactly what we talk about. Um, uh, friend of mine approached me. Well, I approached a friend of mine with an idea, like of doing a show, and. It kind of it kind of went on from there. I got uh with White Mike uh first and um brought him onto the show. Uh he's been he's been with me the longest. Um just two people. I was like ah, I don't know. Let me add one more person to get the chemistry right. And Hollow Point, I've known Hollow Point since the fourth grade, uh when I moved to uh when I moved to Alabama. So I met him and we've been friends since then and he talks a lot of um uh, he talks about sports. He's very just as passionate as I am about it too. So threw them on there, and I guess it's like gumbo, you know what I'm saying? We all, it, it just
0: mixes well. Yeah, I you know, I really enjoy it because, I mean, for one, obviously it's very clear that it's like a, that you guys have like actual like a friendship, you know, because mm-hmm. you can, you know, sometimes you can hear people who like specifically came together to do a podcast and there's right. – you know they have mutual interests or whatever, but there's not like a certain level of chemistry. And so like I really enjoyed listening because I was like, oh shit, these guys clearly know each other. You know what I mean? Like there's did, just yeah. a, there's a different. Um, you I, so do you have well, like actually? A-
1: Actually, uh White Mike and Hollow Point met each other on the show. They they just met each other in person, probably like a couple months ago.
0: Okay, so well, so there you go. So yeah, yeah. so I'm only partially right. But yeah, the chemistry is that good. Did um so how long did it? It was just the two of you for the first few episodes or uh,
1: like- yeah, it was uh well, it started off with me and a guy uh named Andrew. Uh-huh. Um and then I ended up having to move to California. So it what Andrew wanted to do was keep it local and talk about. Local uh, uh, sports in, like in Mobile, Alabama. Me living in Los Angeles, it wasn't gonna work out that way because yeah. I can't promote a podcast to people in who live in California about stuff in Alabama. So uh, we decided we were gonna go. You know, uh, we were gonna go our separate ways. I wanted to keep continue to do the show, and that's how I brought White Mike on. Uh, we had Karen for a little bit, didn't work out, and uh, and Holly. A shock!
0: Yeah, <laughs> was shocked that someone named Karen didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so it, it did that didn't work out uh and we got hollow point and then you know from there it took off and then COVID hit so you know we i i i take my hat off to those guys because this is like my this is my baby you know what i'm saying this show is my baby and the way they they uh, they support it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh they they get all the support they 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 do, give out their time and 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 do what they have to do to uh to to stay stick there with me and you know? um and support so so i appreciate those guys for that you know so shout out to white mike and hollow point for sure
0: yeah and yeah. and it is it has been difficult i mean for sure i the the one thing the pandemic has done at least is it has you know now everyone knows how to use a zoom call so right. like we've increased the ability of everyone to join in on a podcast but oh, for I, sure. it, it really is difficult i mean especially you know some people are you know stuck working strange hours right now and Mm. um you know just i mean the amount of stress everyone's under it's it's a lot so it's definitely very cool you know i like i've had i've had people bail on me um Mm. you know just from not even wanting to talk just because of how much shit is going on you know so i understand definitely so that is very cool that you're able to to keep that up with them what's um Is there any, you guys doing anything special coming up? You said you were talking beforehand. You're doing a draft episode. You're going live. Yeah, we're doing
1: it. Yeah, we're going live on our Facebook uh, uh, on Thursday uh, for the first, only the first 10 picks, though. uh, Because, you know, Getting too deep into the draft, I really don't want want to talk too much more than the first 10 picks. No one one really cares about those other picks, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's truthfully, that's really the only, I think that's the only interesting part of this draft, honestly. Like, Mm. if you look at everything that's going on, we know Trevor Lawrence is going first. We know Zach Wilson is going second. Everything basically revolves around what the 49ers do at three. Right. It's pretty much generally agreed, I think, at this point that they're taking Mac Jones, which is a horrendous (laughs) mistake. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's what they're going to do. I, that makes me happy. I'm okay. So like, I have to like, I, I I don't know how much you, I have to like, be honest about like, I'm a total like Tom Brady Stan, right? Like I okay. have to acknowledge, I spent my, I was like, I, but back to Michigan. Like I, my father went to Michigan. So I've been a Michigan fan. So I loved him forever. So okay. when he left new England, right. I had this sort of like mental break <laughs> where, where, I, like, where for like five days, I didn't know what I was going to do. And oh, then, my. and then shortly after the world descended into chaos. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, if the world is in chaos, I could root for two football teams. So <laughs> I, might root, as well. I might as well. So I, I root for the Pats really. I just root for anything Tom Brady does at this point. But as far right. as the Patriots go, it's like dereliction of duty to not try to trade up for Justin Fields at this point. Right. Right, I agree
1: with you. I agree 100% with you. Um they have a situation going on there with uh and they just resigned Cam Newton for like another one year yeah. deal and I mean obviously he's not their quarterback of the future and that's what Bill Belichick's looking for. He's looking for a quarterback of the future. Uh, Justin Fields is obviously their guy. I would be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if um if it if it's actually Mac Jones though. But really? Yeah, Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up and tries to get him. Because I think Mac Jones will be there.
0: Uh, Just because he loves Saban so much.
1: Right, right. yeah, That, too. And, you know, and and if you listen to my show, bro, people know I hate, you know, I, I, I don't hate Mac Jones. I just don't agree with everybody about his abilities. You know what I'm saying? I do. And, 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 and finally, someone gets it. You know what I mean? Because like I, I, I'm the only person. I'm the only person. Every time you know Mac Jones is brought up, they, they're like, okay, here goes, uh, here goes Hooli. He's gonna, he's gonna go get on the soapbox and deliver this spiel. It's not, it's not hate. It's not hate at all. It's just I don't see what everybody sees in, in Mac Jones. He well, just, he wasn't, he wasn't impressive to me at At Alabama, he's not gonna be impressive in the NFL.
0: I mean, basically, none of the Alabama quarterbacks have worked. I mean, right. I, I suppose you could argue Jalen Hurts had a couple of moments last year, but that's only because of the work he did with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And, right. like, I, I just – I don't understand how throwing to wide open receivers translates to the NFL because that's what's going on at Alabama. Yeah. And I, I just – I don't I don't see it at all. And the whole – I mean, the, the Zach Wilson thing, I cannot <laughs> – I'm so happy the Jets are going to take him, though, because I'm absolutely (laughs) thrilled they're going to have another bust quarterback, because I just don't understand. (laughs) Like, what does it take? What does it take for these guys? Like, I I, I don't understand. In what world is a dude who played like nine games at BYU, Mm -hmm. the guy like I just don't I, I, I cannot fathom this evaluation process. Um it's fine with me. But yeah, I I really hope the Patriots trade him to trade Justin Fields. And as much as it is difficult for me to advocate for New England uh picking quarterback from Ohio, um he's <laughs> I I can't believe he's not second overall. I don't really understand uh, he's got all the physical tools. He's got all the arm strength. He's got speed. I, he has literally Prototypical everything, and right. you go. I'm like going through reading draft profiles and everything, and you can like see every scout agrees. Justin Fields made the most NFL throws last season, right. and and somehow all of that is being thrown away because well, Zach Wilson can run kind of fast, and I just yeah, so can Justin Fields, <laughs> and I just I'm just. <laughs> I I'm frustrated by this process, but if it ends up with the Patriots getting him, then I'll be thrilled. Yeah. Cause that's really, you know, the one thing that, that would work out for me, but I just, I'm glad that you agree with me. Cause I just don't see it with Mac Jones at all. I, I, I don't be, see it period. I would be pissed if the Patriots took Mac Jones. I would, I think he's a complete bust. I see nothing there. Trey Lance. I don't know. Like, I don't even know enough, honestly. Like I didn't watch North Dakota state right. play, but based on how the last North Dakota state quarterback did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: based on that guy, um, I know it's was, not fair. Looks like, to... looks, like, looks like looks like Prince Harry a little bit. Yeah. Uh,
0: I know it's not necessarily a fair comparison. Just they mm. went to the same college, but you know, right. I mean, it comes to mind.
1: It comes to mind, right? <laughs> you know, you, you it it does. Like when um people talk about Alabama, they talk about the talent that they have. When mm. you, it's, it's going to be one of those things that make the correlation. The North uh, North Dakota State, you know, I think Carson Wentz and. No, and maybe legally they're gonna think of this guy so i'm i'm hoping uh lance has a a, a good season yeah i'm hoping he i'm hoping he, he he does uh uh better than what people expect i mean i would still but. take
0: trey lance over zach wilson so oh I, for it, sure, you for sure. That. I that's would. not even a i don't understand how zach wilson is going number two that makes no sense to me i don't mm. i do not get it at all i don't I straight up just don't get it. I don't know yeah. that that's a, that boggles my mind. But this is the thing. Like, I agree with you, like the draft. You know, it's the first 10 picks because at a certain point, um, you know, who even know? And you said beforehand, you heard you read that Carolina and New England are working on a trade, right?
1: Yeah, they, uh, probably like 20 minutes ago, it came across my line that uh, Carolina and uh, New England are working on a trade to put New England at the eighth pick.
0: Right. So they'd move up from 15 and give up, like yeah. a, you know, a second or third or both, or maybe even a first, depending. I mean, you only make that trade if you know Justin Fields is available though, right? Like you're not doing that trade now when you don't Mm. know who's available at eight. Mm. I mean, I can't imagine because, you know, there are scenarios where someone trades up with Atlanta at four to you know take another quarterback instead of atlanta just taking kyle Pitts. so i don't know it's definitely going to be interesting but um for sure i will i'll join on thursday and i'll watch the the live stream because it'll be interesting to see what happens with all this stuff uh, especially it. definitely if um new england trades up oh and one other nfl note real quick shout out to geno hayes who passed away um, yeah, yeah, from yeah, liver that, disease man that's sad and that's he, sad. He said also that he believes that his over-the-counter usage of pain medication uh, Mm. during his time in the NFL contributed to all of this. I really hope that we can clean up some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're over-prescribing and the injuries and there's got to be a way to make this game at least somewhat safer.
1: I'm going to have to. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, I think it's going to take – the owners uh yep. to you know, get together and, and, and put some, put like some type of package together, like where, where they actually care about these players uh and not just see them as like, you know, money yep. for right now. You yep. know what I mean? Uh, stop treating it as a business. And I'm saying that these are actually human beings that are going to have real problems uh right after this. this, this thing with this whole CTE thing is really scary, dude. You know yep. what I mean? Cause you don't, you don't, I, 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 it makes me think cause I played a little football back in my day. And it, it scares me because I, I I've had a concussion before. Mm-hmm. And that I don't want that to set anything off in my mind and like to where I end up doing something crazy or uh hurting hurting someone else, you know. So they I think they, they definitely need to um get a better understanding of this and then evolve the, and, and put the game around uh to make it safer, you know, for, for, for moving forward. I agree. Because what's gonna happen is, is like People are going to stop letting their kids play football. Yep, and then we won't have it anymore. You know,
0: it's we're literally going to reach a point before too long where football is like a niche sport. You right. know what I mean? Like it's going to be like closer to MMA or not. The MMA isn't popular, but it's not like you know, a, you know, an Olympic sport. That's one of the most popular things in the world. I did, and I hate Jason Whitlock, so I'm not trying to. You know, Jason Whitlock sucks, but he mm. promoted an idea once that I thought was really smart which was that essentially because, you know, the owners want to continue to expanding the number of games. We're going to 17 games this season. He Mm. just basically said we should expand the rosters, but limit the number of games that a guy can play because, you know, you don't necessarily need, especially like, let's say you're, you know, a cornerback or a receiver or whatever. You don't necessarily Mm. need to play every single game. And if we, you know, if you expanded it to 18 games like they want to, but say no one could play more than 13 games or 14 games in a season, then right. you expand their roster. You actually allow for more player development as well, then by the way, because you're having to sub guys in and out. Right. In a lot of different ways that you could do it. Um, I just kind of like how
1: baseball does it.
0: Yes. Yeah, and you know, like
1: how bit and
0: yeah, that's an right. interesting point because you know, baseball, like you say, it's like a lot of specialization and basketball's moving towards that too now. Like mm-hmm. You know, we have like, I feel like role player specialization now in basketball is higher than ever before. And I don't see why we couldn't do something like that in football. Hey, you're going to play a lot this week because we're playing a team that doesn't throw the ball a lot. So we're going to play our run defense team this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, do things like that.
1: Yeah. it's uh, um, Game management, you're able to manage the game a lot better. And then, and then thus you keep a lot of people safe to uh, in the process. So that's actually not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. As much as again, as much as I hate to yeah, as much or, as, as, as much
1: as I can't, yeah. yeah much, I, like to agree with anything that guy's ever said ever, but
0: he is one of the worst, and he somehow has gotten so much worse. Like it it was bad. And now he's just I just I can't stand that guy. He's not even worth talking about. Um speaking of baseball though, you mentioned um the 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 Dodgers Padres series I'm curious from the Mm. perspective of you're living in Southern California so I lived Mm. in Long Beach for five years okay I so I lived in Long Beach during when the Angels got Albert Pujols and when the Dodgers got uh all of the Red Sox salary dumped players and so I you know I dealt with all the hype yeah. In Southern California right now, what's the mm. hype? Is it the Dodgers? Have the Padres started to make a dent, or is it still just all Dodgers everywhere? Um, as far as like from the fans'
1: perspective, it's 100% Dodgers, still, Dodgers. Um, still Dodgers. And this, I haven't been down to San Diego, I would imagine that they're going crazy and they should because they, they have a really good baseball team, uh, that they can support right now, yeah. a really young baseball team, too. Um, people are throwing out like this rivalry thing uh, it's because like they're both really good right now right um that the uh, in a couple of years i think it will flake out uh unless the dodgers make some moves because i know they have justin turner to figure out what they're going to do with him they have to figure out what they're going to do with clayton kershaw they have to figure out what they have uh, what they're going to do with uh um i think with Corey seager i don't think they locked him up uh for a while yet either so yeah. you know uh it's all is that rivalry is going all gonna depend on What the Dodgers decide to do, who decide to keep, and what moves they decide to make, because this San Diego team is is put together and it's hungry.
0: And that that Fernando Tatis contract might honestly end up being the best sports contract of all time. Like if he Mm. lives up to his talent, a contract Mm -hmm. that pays him sub twenty five million dollars through the entirety of his prime is absolutely absurd that they were able to get him to take that for him. Of course, he makes he locks it in, but I just. I mean, that was a smart move. I like what the Padres have done. Um, I agree with you, though. I don't. I mean, there's not much of a rivalry. This is one of those things where, like, like I'm a Suns fan, right? And we mm-hmm. love to sit here and talk about the rivalry with the Lakers. There's no rivalry. Right. The there's Lakers. no rivalry with the Lakers, no. The Lakers have 17 rings. We have nothing. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a rivalry. Exactly. You know, like my exactly. one of my my best uh, closest blogger uh not blogger, podcast friends is a diehard Lakers fan. And anytime mm-hmm. I point out the Kobe 3-1 choke against Phoenix in 2006 he's always like, Well, what about 2010? And I can't, I have nothing. I got no, I got no response. <laughs> and I think that's the thing with the Padres here. It's like people want to talk and you should be excited about your team and you could talk about the future, or whatever. But it's like, man, yeah. you gotta you gotta win something first. Do you think the Dodgers title last year validates all the spending that they've done? Cause this is a thing. Like I think the Lakers title last year is that's completely valid to me. They still played 72 games. They still played a full playoff slate. The bubble basketball was awesome because there were no fans. So it was just dudes in a gym playing at their highest levels. I, I think the Lakers title was totally l- legitimate. I don't really feel that way about the Dodgers title. And I think, if you spend like a billion dollars over 10 years, like they have, you need mm-hmm. more than one. What do you think <laughs> about that? Um,
1: I think I'm going to say it's legitimate. Uh, I, I, I'm a diehard New York Yankees fan. And, and, and when people come at me about with the Yankees spending money, I always put the, put it to an perspective as of, as if like, okay, well, if you have the money, you're going to have a nice house, right? Mm-hmm. And inside of your house, you're going to have nice things. So why not? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's no spending cap, there's no salary cap in baseball. There's no one telling you that 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 you can't buy it. You have unlimited spending power. Go out there and get the best if you can if you can buy. It, if you can put together a team that way. Um with the Dodgers I think that that team was like on the cusp of winning. Well, well obviously like in uh, 2017 World Series they were cheated.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> actually they should actually they should have played the Yankees and the Yankees should have won that World Series. Um and then you have but a uh, couple more, you know, World Series, like, they went to uh, – well, the well, I'm sorry, the 19 Series, they just got washed by Washington. And this one, yeah, 100%, like, uh, acquiring Mookie Best is probably the best player in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely pushed them over their edge. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I they can't I, – I can't, you can't help the pandemic. You can't help – you know, they can't help. That's beyond their control, but, you know – and then doing with the shortened season and stuff like that, that's beyond their control. But sure. Uh, I think the, the, the title is legitimate.
0: Okay. No, I, I, I just, I, I, mean, I, I look at it like this and I think that you're, I mean, ultimately I think that you're right. I'm not someone mm-hmm. who's going to sit here and be like, Oh, we need to put an asterisk on that Dodgers title. I think mm-hmm. I would say this, that if the Dodgers emerge from all of this, let's say in 2030, and that is the only championship that they have won. I mm. would call this ten year less than successful, giving mm. all the things. Now, the amount of talent that they have, they're, they're, I, you know, they're going to be in contention for more, especially with Mookie Betts. I mean, by the way, I'm a Red Sox fan, so that Mookie Betts thing, <laughs> dude, the way that team is so stupidly managed, I can't even, dude, it's so weird. the red Sox alternate between three years of halfway decent management and three years of dumpster fire management every three years it's so bizarre (laughs) it it drives me nuts right now i love it i love it of course yeah Yeah. well hey this season it's going my way so it's it's all good but um i you know i i just i think they need to do a little more and i think i think this series though this this Padres Dodgers I mean this is probably going to be we're going to see mm. this in an NLCS you yeah know, more yeah, than once sure. you know I yeah, think yeah, this sure. is something that we're really going to see and you know it's good for baseball to have like stars like Fernando Tatis is good for baseball you know because like do you yeah. ever like, do you ever think about baseball players like I really you know I think about like <laughs> Like I go on IG and it's like, what's LeBron doing for dinner? No one cares what baseball players. I think I probably
1: passed Mike Trout and Vaughn's like three or four times. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he was yeah, on his I, phone. I get what you're
1: saying. Yeah. He was on I his phone reading
0: about the weather. So it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like
1: yeah. it's, I get what you're saying.
0: And I think it's good to finally have, you know. I love, like, my I love the Fernando Tatis, you know, last year when he hit the grand slam on the three and oh, and everyone yeah. was mad. I love that. Shit. I like, loved it. I, I love like, it. Baseball needs so much more, like, swag.
1: That's what okay. Uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, who uh, Tatis just hit two home runs off of yeah. the other day, put out a quote saying that he was like, you know, uh, they were they. I guess they were asking if it was, he mad about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, basically, man, I don't give a fuck. Like it's baseball. Like if, if, if if that were me and I hit that home run, if I hit a bomb that long, you know, I'm a hell yeah. I'm gonna celebrate. So I, I, baseball definitely needs more celebration. It's, 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 it's the reason I love the sport. It's fun to play. Oh yeah. And, and, and to get out there like, and make it on a major league level and not be able to show, uh,
0: show that excitement is bullshit. I really don't like the way that we're trying to legislate excitement out of sports. I hate that. I don't, I don't necessarily love, I think it's a little ridiculous sometimes like, okay, when a team is down 20 in football and they Mm -hmm. score a touchdown and then there's a five man choreographed dance in the end zone. I'm like, you're down two (laughs) touchdowns. Stop that. That bothered that. (laughs) I'm like, but aside from that, like, like what, what are we doing? Like, why are you working your whole life to do something? If you can't celebrate it when you do it, like, right. I just, it's so lame. Like, it's just the whole, like, it's all the NCAA pussy nanny state bullshit where it's just like, Oh, Mm. you need to be Mr. Good guy all the time. And you can't ever do or say anything that might hurt your opponent's feelings. It's like, just shut up. Like, I just hate this. And I think, of all the sports leading the pushback, I can't believe it, but like baseball is kind of doing it. Cause like what's going on in the NBA right now, if you fucking say a swear word, you get a technical foul. Right. Did you see the game? Did you see the double tech that Devin Booker got against the Lakers? Yeah.
1: I didn't understand that at all. I, like what happened in that situation? <laughs> it, it, it was like, he got the first tech and then he looks at the referee and then like, he's gone.
0: Yeah. That was just, and, sons won the game it didn't end up mattering but it's just <laughs> yeah. like it's just like dude like what are you doing like why are you throwing out that was a nationally televised game on ESPN Damn. and right. they threw out the best player on the court mm-hmm. in a game that LeBron was not playing you you've only right. you already don't have your stars
1: yeah you already don't have AD you don't have a, a LeBron yeah. you know and then
0: and you just toss them it just it's yeah I, that was bizarre and I, I just I don't like that and I want we need to let, especially like in college, like let the kids celebrate, man. Like, it's no, for sure, yeah. We're just going They're too kids. far. I They're hate, kids. The, I hate the NCAA though, dude. I could sit here for <laughs> fucking hours, and I, I did actually. I think, I think my third episode was called Rant City, and I just mm-hmm. sat here and talked about how much I hated the NCAA. <laughs> and, I, and I stand by every single thing I said. Let me, actually, I'm gonna
1: have to go take that one out again. Yeah, it was, it was
0: good. I, Chip Kelly really got, or not Chip Kelly, uh, Brian Kelly really got it, Right okay fuck Notre Dame um (laughs) one note you mentioned I'm curious what do you Mm -hmm. what the Yankees do you do you think that this is like a long-term problem or slump like you're not worried about it or like you know just because like Aaron Judge is continually injured Stanton is Mm -hmm. up and down are you are you long-term concerned or is this something where you're like no we've got the talent it'll come around I'm not worried
1: it, I'm not worried at all, man. That's uh, um, it's the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of baseball left to play, and uh, people like just writing off the Yankees. Uh, we we talked about it on our last episode uh, that people were like writing off the Yankees. Is like, oh, well they're six at the time. Like they're six and eleven, like uh, tied for the worst record in the American League. Um, the last time they started, but see what people forget is the last time they started that was 1998 when they won and. It, Beat the Braves in the World Series. So it's a lot of it's a lot of baseball. There's some, there's been plenty of teams that had slow starts and they end up doing really well. Yeah. So, but it's because it's because it's the Yankees, it's because it's you know it's New York. Uh, anything they do is under a microscope. Yeah. And, and I think d- people tend to like to blow make, you know, make mountains out of molehills
0: in, in certain situations like this. And I think it's true that like you, you just hit on a really good point. It's like the Yankees get the extra microscope because like mm. just truthfully most of the other New York sports teams aren't good. Like both the mm. football teams are bad. The Mets right. are up and down. Now, finally mm. the Knicks are something, obviously the Nets mm. are, you know, the Nets are now good. Right. But like the Yankees are the only team that like for the held, last 30 years is always held good. the city down. Yeah. Right. They held the city down. Yeah. And so you, all the scrutiny is on them. So I, like, I, like I would, obviously I would love it if they were, but I see people being like the Yankees are going to be, and I'm like, guys, let's, you know, let's, Because I I follow a lot of Red Sox people and I'm just like, you know, I love it, but let's not, let's not talk about the season being over three weeks into the season. You know, you have to let it progress. I do. I do wonder about the Aaron judge thing though, not from the perspective of like, I don't think he's talented. I do. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you value? Like he's in a, he's in a tough situation because it's like, he doesn't reach free agency until he's like 31. Mm -hmm. So his prime years are going to be, you know, chewed up by arbitration. So mm-hmm. he's going to want to make as much money as he can, but it's also like he's injured. So you don't want to pay him, but he's going to want a contract to buy out his arbitration. You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird, oh, I don't absolutely. know how you, I don't know how you value that guy. That's the one uh, thing I see.
1: That's yeah, That I, I see that as a problem. Uh, definitely. Cause like, like you said, he's always injured and um, his production is has, has dropped a lot you know since uh since his first couple of seasons when he's hitting all his home runs like 55 or they you know, then came back the next season like 45 or something like that right um but it, the injuries are starting to mount up on the guy he's a big guy so like you know uh those injuries are starting to like nagging or, or, or getting together um i guess like to i don't know i don't know what's going on i'm not trying to make some conspiracy theories about his injuries <laughs> in his body or some <laughs> shit like that fucking high right now so uh
0: <laughs> that is allowed on this show sir oh yeah absolutely, is, absolutely it is it is the stated promise of this show that i will sure. never do an episode sober <laughs> and i have lived up to that promise so you are just living up to the promise of this show hey not worry. i
1: knew when, when we said we were going to do this um this show i was like yeah i I told my girl, I said, like, I need to get up and go uh, smoke before. <laughs> yeah. This is set up. I know what's going on. You yeah, know what I mean? This so I know the, the vibe.
0: Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no advertisements on this show for a reason. One day I'll right. get a dispensary to advertise, but other than oh, that. Oh man. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Right. No. When I, when I get free products rolling in, it's over. Then life will be <laughs> yeah. set for good.
1: <laughs> so much easier. Um, No, but back to Aaron Judge. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, And it's going to be really tough because what I what you know, I tell you what, what. I don't want uh, when he comes up in that time for free agent is to ask for a lot of money. I want him to be able to you know understand his situation. Like okay, well look, yeah, you do hit a, you know uh, you hit a lot of home runs, but when you don't hit a lot of home runs, you strike out.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, um yeah, he's not like a obviously hitter. he's a power. Yeah, hitter. Ob- he's a power hit. Obviously, that the fans love you here, you know, and we want to keep you here because we, we tried to, I guess it, we try to make him the face of the Yankees uh the new face of the Yankees or whatever. Um but you know you're older now, you're injury prone, so this is what we're gonna give you. If you don't want to, you know, we can we can we can work some out but like don't ask for
0: Tati's money. That's the thing. Like I I saw I think it was on uh, baseball trade rumors website. They were saying hmm. that there was like a discussion that the Angels and Yankees had like a an Aaron Judge like you know, small trade discussion this off season. Mm. I was just like, I was like, I don't even know how do you even because like if the Angels, you're not going to give up a lot because he's always mm. injured, and if right. the Yankees, you're not going to take nothing because it's Aaron fucking Judge. So like, because Aaron he, Judge, yeah. So I I don't even know how you how you value that. Like, that's one of those, and that's an interesting thing because actually, like, I would actually say my best skill in all mm. of sports analysis is I am incredibly mm. good at trade value analysis and contract value analysis. Those two Mm. things I'm really good at just comes from years of playing GM on sports games. I don't know, but, (laughs) um, that is one guy who, man, I can't figure out like the, like the, the Mookie Betts thing with the Red Sox, like, Mm. you know, people are like, Oh, he wants 500 million or something. Well, he ended up taking way less than that. So clearly they were lying about what they offered him. Now I know the pandemic may have altered his thinking, but nonetheless, Mm. Here's the thing, though, just pay him the fucking money like like you have all of the money in the world. And, right. I, you know, they salary dumped other players. They were like, we're going to have money for free agency that they then did not spend. You know, billionaire owners don't spend their money on these mm-hmm. teams mm-hmm. and it gets really frustrating. And so, I, you know, I I'm like, I'm with you on the one hand, it's like. You don't want to overpay him, but on the other hand, it's like yeah. if anyone has the fucking money to pay him, it's the Yankees. It was the Yankees, yeah. So for sure. it's like just keep your team together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I get I, that too. I think it's interesting. I mean, it's I I do I do appreciate that they put the the um the luxury tax in baseball, so there's at least some you know um, hmm. because you know the Yankees have even had seasons where they have tried to duck the repeater tax or whatever, but. <laughs> gonna be interesting to see how that goes heading towards the nba playoffs though as we come mm-hmm. down the stretch um it's getting exciting i've been obviously i'm like through the roof um i don't know if you saw any of the highlights from Nick sons last night or anything yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah i did yeah chris paul <laughs> chris just, paul dude he that guy's um,
1: gonna be an amazing coach once he decides to retire yeah, and I don't He's even know... going to be where, an amazing coach.
0: I don't even know when that's going to be because the dude is playing yeah. at an all-pro level right now. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. even... I thought that this... I, when the sons were going to trade for this, like I thought mm-hmm. of this two months ahead of this trade. I actually, I was literally, I came up with this trade before I heard it on any show. I just like, I talked to my nephew and I, I, we talked basketball all the time. He played in high school and stuff. And I hit him up and I was just like, you know, what do you think about Ricky Rubio and Kelly Ubrier for Chris Paul? And we were both just kind of like, eh. and then like, I'm just realizing I'm like, this is Chris fucking Paul. What am I saying? Of course. Yes, you, do that, of course. you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah and then I just
0: started to realize like, Like his star has fallen that far that I wasn't like, like get in your head, bro. And Mm. so I thought this would be good, but I didn't, I did not. Like, I didn't think we'd be competing for the number one seed. Like I was like, we're a guaranteed playoff team. We're going to be in the top six. We're going to be competing Mm. for a top four seed. I did not Mm. think this is a number one seed team. And yet here we are this deep into the season. It's incredible.
1: I knew it was trouble from the moment um, Chris Paul went. Uh, because I, I, I what we, we watched, uh, what Phoenix did in the bubble, yep, eight and no in the bubble, and then you saw how special Devin Booker, yeah, oh, is. yeah, oh, player, yeah. you know, and just adding Chris Paul, like, and like, you, you do say, like, Chris Paul, you're right, Chris Paul is like heavily slept on right now, yep, heavily slept on. I mean, I guess people were thinking because you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, look what he did for OKC, yeah, who, like, other than Chris Paul, who's on that team. Yeah, Nobody really knows, you know, they, what they mean? were playing so, with like,
0: Shea Gillis, Alexander and Lou Dort before he was good. Like,
1: right, right. And and, and he took that team to the playoffs. And like and people thought when, when Chris Paul went to OKC, I thought he, they, I was like, damn, they playing this dude like this. And, you know, it sucks because he, I think he still has something to take. And it just sitting his career out, out in the pastures to die. But look what he did. Yeah. And then the Phoenix thing, uh, this I, I saw this coming. We're, I'm not surprised at all by this.
0: I mean, I knew it was going to be, I was thrilled and I knew how mm-hmm. good the team was after going eight. and No, oh. I was through the roof, but I was trying so hard to temper my expectations. I'm like, okay, yeah. it, it's, it's going to take a minute. And then, and you, you started eight and eight. So it was like, yeah. okay, there was a little bit of, you know, there was some shakiness. And then since mm-hmm. then it's been just absolute lights out. And I, you know, it's, it it's unbelievable to me. Do you think he deserves to be in the MVP discussion? Like I'm hell, not saying I'm not saying he should be number yeah. one, but he needs to be in the top five in my oh opinion.
1: for sure. Like he 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 has to be at that table. Uh we talked about you know, we talked about this on the show this uh this week uh this past week. Uh Jorge Jorge goes night night. That's the name the title of the show. Uh search for it on Spotify, Apple, Google, Radio Republic, iHeartRadio. Uh but it's we talked we had it we had this discussion about um um about who's at the table but we talked we, we brought it up with uh steph curry uh mm. with his playing and thinking like okay well steph curry uh is the most valuable player because you know once uh clay thompson went down everybody was like okay well gold state's not going to be ain't gonna be shit this this year uh they're at right now like at 10 like a a, a like a game uh, half a game out of like the playoffs so you know and that's all because like steph curry the way he's been playing we talked about chris paul uh Doing what he's been doing. So, does Chris Paul uh, decide, you know, it, it, can he be at that table of the discussion for uh, uh, MVP? For sure. 100%.
0: I definitely, I think he should be in the, you know, I, I again, I'm not, well, I mean, well, I'm not saying he's going to win it. He, he, I'm not gonna I saying he's going to win it. He won't. I mean, he's not going he to. Yeah. Nikola Jokic will win it. I, I don't think that there's any, or Nikola Jokic, however you. I I don't think there's any doubt about that, that Jokic mm. is going to win. But, I mean, for CP3, like, I think he deserves to be there. Like, yeah, it's uh, – it's, the, the team literally did not make the playoffs last year, and now they have right. the second-best record in the NBA, and the only difference between that team and this team is Chris Paul. It's Chris so Paul. It's, it's just – there's really nothing – like, even Jalen Smith, the rookie, has not mm-hmm. even played. So, it just – yeah, right. it's not even uh, – Not even, yeah, it's just been an incredible season. It's fun. I can't wait to watch this team in the playoffs. It's going to (laughs) be through the, I'm going to be just, I'm going to be so excited.
1: Um, Let me ask you, let me ask you
0: this. What do you think of the new
1: uh, uh, playoff twist? With the 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 play-in Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that?
0: I love love it. it. I think it's it's de-incentivizing tanking because, you know, owners love their money. And if you are in the 11th spot, and mm. you have a shot to make the playoffs, you know, that play in revenue game money or that playoff game money that you might make, that's a lot of money. And they, right. you know, especially for franchises that have gone nowhere like a lot of these owners are desperate for it. And I think if we can prevent tanking in any way, I think mm. that we should do it. And I'll I'll throw you one more. I think that on top of the play-in, they should also add a tournament for the number 1 pick because if you had With the teams that don't make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. if you then gave the number one pick to say, like, say the the top eight teams that missed the playoffs, then play for Mm -hmm. a tournament for the number one pick, then there's literally no incentive to ever lose games because Mm -hmm. you're either trying to make the playoffs or you're trying to make a spot to make it to play for the number one pick. Otherwise, you're out. And you're not getting any draft picks and you're not getting better. The other reason to do that is because then the best team in that tournament that was really close to making the playoffs yeah, then gets the number one overall pick, making the talent distribution a little better, in my opinion. So I actually, okay. I would, I'm for it. I love the addition of these other tournaments. I know that like purists hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you feel about it? Are you a fan of it? Are you guys loving uh, it or
1: we're, we're kind of like uh hit and miss on the show uh, about it. I personally, I, I don't mind. It's actually basketball. You know what I mean? For me, um, uh, white Mike will say, okay, well you had like, you know, you want you, you worried about playing games. You had like 82 playing games that you just played. You know, if you want to do, you, if, if you want to make the playoffs, win more of those games makes sense. But like you said, like uh, some teams turn on later in the season and some teams get hot, you know, um, and if they can if there's a chance for them to 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 jump into the playoffs, it, it you know it's be beneficial for the fans.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I just truthfully, I think the most important thing is making sure that the, the landscape is balanced competitively across the league as much as possible. I know that it's impossible to do that. And right. I just think anything that you can do to incentivize winning is going to increase the quality of basketball. And I like I dude, I would remove the max contract too. I would keep the salary cap in place. Mm-hmm. but I would remove the, the max contract so that basically if someone's willing to pay LeBron a hundred million, then LeBron can get a hundred million, how they're going to build the rest of the team. I don't know, but, like, <laughs> but if like stars aren't going to take $70 million discounts to play together. So right. if you suddenly have Giannis has a team, LeBron has a team, AD has a team, everyone has their own team a little bit more like it used to be. I think I think it gets interesting. So I'm Mm. for all of these tweaks that make more games competitive. I I get what what Mike is saying about, well, you just had 82 playing games, blah, blah, blah. But let me throw an argument back at that. Have you watched these games lately? A lot of them are fucking terrible. And, (laughs) And like, if, if you can add more games at the end of the season that are actually good because the doldrums of this season have just been unbearably bad at times with the number of guys sitting and COVID protocols, so I think the best thing that you can do is add as many tweaks as possible. So that, that's, that's my thing. I'm for any tweaks that will make more competitive games because I think I would be fine. For example, let's drop the number of regular season games, but keep the play in tournament like that. Mm-hmm. That would be fine with me. I don't need 82 games. This right. is a 72 game season and it seemed extremely long to me. So, like if you drop the season to 72 games on a regular basis, kept the play in tournament, I'm fine with that. Like I love it. Okay. I just think tournament basketball is always better because oh, for sure.
1: That's what – March Madness makes a lot of money doing it.
0: Yeah. You're 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 playing for something, right? I mean, it's right. just one of those things where you you have a stated goal more than Oh, I'm just trying to win this game for whatever. And, you know, yeah. I think the other thing is that the playing games last year were great. Oh, they were fun.
1: They were, they, they were great. Like yeah. all of them were.
0: Uh, the bubble was
1: fantastic. Like I you saw a lot of like, uh, I was, I w- the beginning of the, ba- uh, the bubble. I did, wasn't expecting to see a lot of good basketball because like, yeah. because of the layoff, but yeah. man, you saw a lot of really, really, really good basketball. Uh, you saw where, uh, at any time teams could jail like the Miami Heat. I'm a Miami Heat fan. Uh, they jailed and, and they, you know, with that series against uh, uh Milwaukee. A lot of oh. surprises, like no one no one saw that coming. Oh, I lost you know? so much
0: money on that series. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think I think they did because like uh they're all I think they were all there in that bubble, so they could sit there and watch them play and they knew what to do, you know, and they, they knew how to so I, I love the bubble. If we could have went to like some type of form of like a format of the bubble. For the playoffs, I think that'll be great.
0: Dude, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I fucking loved the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think the bubble was phenomenal. I, number one, I truly believe that when you remove fans and you mm-hmm. just have dudes playing in a gym, everyone plays to the peak of their talent. Role yeah. players play better. There's no. It was just dudes playing basketball in the gym. It was, and it was just. I mean, like, look at what the the Jazz Nugget series with Jamal Murray and 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 Donovan oh. Mitchell giving each other fifty, 50 and you're like, right. what is happening right now? Right, right. Like, oh god, I would have killed to see Devin Booker in that and that and so, <laughs> um, I loved it, and I I also felt like the officiating was different. I felt like the officials were not being swayed like nearly as much with some of the home crowd star call right, stuff right because there's yeah, not yeah. 16,000 people screaming at
1: screaming right yeah exactly there was no pressure for them there was the uh the pressure was off the players as well like they just went out to play basketball yeah you know and you saw and like i said we saw a lot of really good basketball in the bubble due to i mean uh, obviously you know you definitely gonna probably want some fans in there now but just the it, it it was just guys playing basketball, as well that they were doing. And you saw you saw that with especially with Miami. And there's that one play with um uh, uh not it, I guess it really wanna play, but uh with uh Jimmy Butler when he turned around and he leans on the station and like he, he's exhausted. Yeah, you saw I saw a lot of that stuff like growing up in you know in in the playing basketball in the hood with everybody like going all out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just playing for the love of the game. That if if they can somehow capture that that spirit and put that into the playoffs this year, the uh, playoffs will be off this
0: year. I mean, Miami was built for the bubble, you know, just oh, with, yeah. with the way they, you know, um, you know kind of the military attitude towards everything that they do, mm-hmm. and the you know just like they treat their training camp like it's a boot camp, and mm-hmm. I, the Miami was just built for the bubble. And I, I actually coming into the season, I actually picked them to make the finals again. Whoops! But, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but did <too. laughs> I did too. <laughs> I did too. I really, I really believed. I do think that the Jay Crowder thing. Um, mm. hurts because just truthfully, like oh. I see how much Jay Crowder has made a big difference in Phoenix, like his, mm. his ability to switch, defend and shoot from the wing. Mm-hmm. It's just so crucial. And, you know, Miami has been trying all season to recreate Jay Crowder in, you know, in the aggregate from various players and it has not worked. Work. And so I think that's some of it. Obviously there's been injuries. Tyler hero was maybe a little overhyped. There's a lot of all that stuff, but um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I still, you know, I like, you got to like what Miami does. I mean, Jimmy Butler, I'll tell you what, I, Jimmy Butler is a guy I was completely wrong on. I, he is someone who I felt like, you know, just like he made a lot of power moves and forced a lot of trades without having a lot of wins um, and sort of acted like he was a champion. But I mean, the way that he led Miami to the finals, and the fact that that series was even a series, Bam at a Bio is hurt, Goran Dragic is hurt, and Miami still won two games. So, like, right. you know, that's a testament to how good Jimmy Butler was in the bubble. Like, he was otherworldly as a uh, team way amazing. player. He was and, amazing. And that's the thing. Like, I know they'll never do it again, obviously, because fans make money. But God, the bubble basketball was just so good. so good, man. So so good. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Do you do you think do you do you have hope for the heat this season or are you just kind of moving on to, well, we'll see what next year is like,
1: yeah, I'm kind of, I mean, right now we're at this, we're in the seventh spot. Um And I don't Brooklyn know. Brooklyn I don't know. I don't, like know I don't know. what's going. not I don't know what's going to, uh, what's it going to take, you know, for us to move up. Yeah. Um, Cause you don't want so to Brooklyn kinda, or
0: Philly in the first round. Right.
1: Right. You don't want, but definitely want Brooklyn don't want Philly and, you know, and, and even moving up to like the, the, uh, the five spot withdrawals in New York. I, 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 mean, I don't want to play New York right now either. So it's kind of, I don't know. I would I would pick it's, Miami over New York, though.
0: I, the really? Thing is, I yeah. couldn't. Like, okay, I couldn't.
1: Well. I, don't, I don't see it right now. Like, the, the way Ju, uh, um, um, Julius Randle's playing, and I would also agree that he deserves to be at that table uh, for MVP as well in that talk. Wow. Um,
0: Bold words. The way, the, Julius Randle, the, way, MVP. The,
1: the way he's been playing... Dude, I, I you can't you can't deny it. You know what I mean. So like, I I wouldn't want to play those guys right
0: now. I mean, my one thing, my one thing is this. So mm-hmm. if you gave me control of an NBA team, mm-hmm. and you said you have the unlimited budget to do whatever you want, the first thing that I would do is do every single thing that I could to steal Eric Spolstra from Miami. And I know that that's impossible, (laughs) but in my opinion, Eric Spolstra is the best and most underrated coach in the NBA. I think Eric Spolstra is just the best coach there is. I love him. And so I, as much as I respect Tom Thibodeau, I've Mm -hmm. watched what Eric Spolster did to Budenholzer in the playoffs last year. And I simply don't believe that if Giannis can't get through Miami, I don't think that Julius Randle can get through Miami. And I know that it's a little different and things have been inconsistent. I know all that. I also think that Mm -hmm. playoff basketball is not regular season basketball. And if you're asking me, is Eric Spolster going to be able to scheme something to stop Julius Randle four times? The answer to that is yes for me. So (laughs) I just, and, and, Ultimately that series comes down to what is Jimmy Butler able to will his team to versus what can Julius Randall will his team to. And again, I'm not, I'm not taking Julius Randle over Jimmy Butler, especially when Miami started the season so rough. I know it's been shaky since, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, New York is good. I'm not denying it. I just, I, I would take, I would still take Miami. And that's especially if Miami crawled back to five with the way things are going, then I would definitely take. Um, I mean, if,
1: if, 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 it. If it was stopped now, then that would, we would draw Milwaukee,
0: and I'm fine with that. I don't, yeah, I would, I'm fine with playing with Milwaukee. If if let's just say that happened again, let's say that Miami mm-hmm. beat Milwaukee again. What mm-hmm. does Milwaukee do?
1: Oh, it implode the team. Just get you know, yeah, you had to, to do something because like, um, Giannis is only gonna be around for a little bit while, oh, a little while longer. His, his his star like Milwaukee, the city, of Milwaukee is too small for him. Uh, he's gonna go chase some big money. I mean, if they can't if they
0: can't win anything, I mean, know? he's got. I mean, he's got his. I mean, but you've got Middleton, Holiday, and 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 Giannis. They're all signed to long term extensions. I, is, I mean, really, the only thing you can do is fire the coach, right? I mean, well, are, I guess what are you, like, are you are you gonna trade Chris Middleton? Like, I mean, what are you gonna get? Chris Middleton's Chris a Middleton? max, yeah. Like, if you trade Chris Middleton, he's a max contract player. What do you? Mm. How are you going to make your team better? You're not getting a player better than Chris Middleton for Chris Middleton. Like, I don't even know what they do other than fire the coach. Like, seriously, like, I don't...
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 agree,
0: I agree with you. I mean, I, agree. I, I see even, what you're saying. I don't even know what the hell to do. Like, I, because I, I, I do agree with you. I think the Giannis extension was done with the knowledge that, like, if Giannis says, hey, I'm done here, they will trade okay. him. They will. And so, yeah, I don't think that that is set in stone forever. But, like, if you choke again... I, I can't even. And doesn't that start to then affect Giannis's like long term? Like I think it does. Like he's got to at least make the finals at some point. He has to, yeah. Or
1: would you consider him a bust if he didn't?
0: I mean, I would never. Or just con-
1: overhyped, you know? I, yeah, or- I mean, I,
0: I wouldn't take. I wouldn't consider him a bust, but like you know the way that. Like some people used to say that Steve Nash is the best point guard ever. And I never Mm. said that even as a Suns fan, Uh, Mm. he's not, I mean, he never made the finals. He's not the best point guard ever. I'm sorry. Magic Johnson is the best point guard ever. And, you know, I, I just think if Giannis can't break through, I mean, if you're, if you're put into that sort of Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Group of never won a title, I think you're just really good. But then it's like, oh, he won two MVPs. Yeah, again, so did Nash. Like, yeah, I think you're just in the second rung of players. I, I think you have, I don't like the discussion about being an all time great only being based on rings, but I do think that rings are like, rings you gotta bad. have at least one. You gotta have at least one to be in that top echelon, right? Like, right. I, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, that's, and, and so I think it hurts Giannis, and, and that that's where going to another team could could come in i'll ask you one last question here um Mm -hmm. or two well two it's a two-part question basically okay based on what you see in um in la do you think the lakers are going to be able to get healthy in time to just get back through the west do you think it matters and do you think the clippers pose a significant threat to them or anyone else and then Um, the other question would be Mm-hmm. 76ers versus Nets. Who are you taking in an Eastern Conference Finals? Answer those in whichever order you want.
1: Okay. Uh, 76ers or the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to take the... If Brooklyn is healthy, I'm going to take Brooklyn. you can take Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Kevin Durant's a monster. Uh, James Arden was, before he got injured, was in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie, when he wants to play, <laughs> uh, is still putting up big numbers. You know, that'd be... in I know Hollow point would disagree with me, but like Joel Embiid, eh, eh, there's there, there's ways around him. Like I told those guys like before, if that if situation were to pop up, Joel Embiid would have to score like 45 points a game.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and,
1: yeah. and 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 there's not, I don't see that happening on a consistent basis with them. He might
0: be capable against their total lack of defense, though. You <laughs> might, be yeah, able to, he, but they yeah. still <laughs> might lose one forty to one thirty, right? So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, um, as far as with the
1: Lakers, man. I knew like when 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 AD went down, I knew that they were in trouble. And I try to tell people that they were going to be in trouble and no one want to, you know, yeah. no one want to listen to me. Um, then LeBron goes down. yeah, And you see the, uh, the Lakers and it just to me like watching the games and like, you know, when Dennis Schroeder's on the marquees, the, the marquee guy for your team, you have some issues. And it's no knocko Dennis Schroeder, period. You know what I mean? He's 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 coming into his own now. But like, when he's that guy, like you know, like who's on the line? Oh, we got the Lakers. Uh, Who's who's their guy? Dennis Schroeder. Like, oh,
0: Contavious Caldwell Pope and the Lakers come to (laughs) 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 I'm
1: like, uh, and who is this? Like the South Bay Lakers? It's not the Los (laughs) Angeles Lakers, right? G League Lakers, right? (laughs) G League, yeah, right. (laughs) So, um, if the I don't I I I can't say the same thing um, confidently. Um, that I say with Brooklyn, if uh, the Lakers come back and they're healthy, they there's a lot of chemistry issues with them right now. Um, and with Le- LeBron and AD coming back, I don't know. They got It seems like they're going to have to re because they've missed too
0: much time together. Almost too much time together. Of of the Clippers' Suns, and the Jazz, who posed the biggest threat to the Lakers in your eyes?
1: Uh, definitely not the Clippers. Okay. Uh, I would I say the Suns. I would say the Suns. I agree. I would say with that. the Suns. Say the, Suns the clip you said, uh, and uh, the Jazz. I don't think so either. I don't
0: believe in the Jazz think, still.
1: I don't believe in the Jazz either. I, I just think they got hot and really, <laughs> some really good games.
0: They're a good regular season team. Like, they, yeah, they always have been. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't. I I just think. Number one, like, DeAndre Ayton for the past month and a half has been playing Mm. out of his fucking mind. And he has been an absolute monster on defense. And I I don't Mm -hmm. think most people are watching. He's been otherworldly. He's been a whole other dude. And so I really think that in and of itself gives the Suns – like, Mark Gasol can't hang with him anymore. And, I I mean, I guess, like, I mean, Andre Drummond versus DeAndre Ayton. I'd I'd rather have DeAndre Ayton. So I just – um, I think the Suns provide. I'm not saying they could win necessarily, especially if the Lakers are at full health. But if you're right. asking me what team in the Western Conference is actually the best matchup for the Lakers, I do think it's the Suns. I just oh, don't believe sure. in the Clippers. Like, Mm-mm. I don't, dude, I don't I, believe I, in Paul George. Like, I, I, no payoff
1: P, pandemic P. Uh, I don't know. I, I just he he he's just shitty P to me. Um, I don't, I don't think he's uh, I don't. I've never saw anything in Paul George that was good after I would say mm, his second, or maybe third season in Indiana.
0: Yeah. I mean the 2013 Eastern conference finals. Yeah. And he basically played LeBron to a draw. That is the one time that he like looked like a real superstar. Right. I know that his stats this year are phenomenal and he's shooting out of his mind. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, There are certain teams that the only thing I care about is the playoffs. I don't care what Mm -hmm. the Bucs do in the regular season anymore. Mm -mm. I only care if they make it to the finals. I don't care what the Clippers do in the regular season. You've got Kawhi Leonard. You've got Paul George. You should be good in the regular season. Right. Show me something in the playoffs. And until I see that, I just don't, I don't, like, they don't have any depth. No. No. Like they have no depth and I just like Rondo's their third best player. Like I I know that he was kind of the third best player for the Lakers last year or Mm -hmm. whatever, but like also KCP and Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee were very good role players. And exactly. You know, I I don't know. I also don't know what the Lakers like. How do LeBron and AD and Montrez Harrell and Andre Drummond play together? Like is LeBron playing at the two and Anthony Davis is at the three? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't they've they've allocated a lot of their resources to Mm like the front court. And so I, I don't know. Like, I, I I just think the Suns are, I'm not saying they'll win, but I think, especially if the Lakers are not 100%, I think the Suns are a decent matchup. So I think- A
1: uh, lot better guard play, for sure.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing too is, dude, we could finally have a Chris Paul-LeBron playoff series. I want it so badly. <laughs> I, I want Chris Paul to, because, you know, LeBron has won titles and Wade Good. has won titles. And Melo never won a title, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's- you know, but I, I want Paul to have his like playoff moment against yeah, he LeBron. Deserves you know? It. He deserves I, it. I want it so bad. I'm a homer. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> he deserves it, bro. Well, dude, sure. I appreciate you coming on so much. This has been awesome. This has man. been this has been a great chat about everything. I really fucking appreciate you coming on and I hope that we can do this again soon. Oh, for sure, man.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, and again, truth be told, sports podcast. It's available everywhere, right? Apple, Spotify, every single, uh, yeah, Facebook, everywhere, yeah, pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Thursday, search. live Thursday, NFL draft show.
1: Thursday live NFL draft on on Facebook. Uh, like I said, go on your Facebook, search Truth Be Told Sports Group, yeah, uh, or Truth Be Told. I, I'm tongue tied. <laughs> truth Be Told. was well, what's, what's it called? Like uh, Cottonmouth. Truth Be Told Sports Podcast. Page, for that. I gotta get water next time. I gotta have water next time I do this with you.
0: Yeah, I know, right? It's a solid hour, dude. This is hard. Oh, yeah. This is hard shit. I'm, I'm bringing the, I'm bringing the pain on this show, man. This is Howard Stern style, real raw interviews right here. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. Appreciate <laughs> thank, it, bro. Thank you again for coming, man. I appreciate you.
1: No problem, man. I'm
0: good. And that is the Blood Doctor show. Do not forget to check later tonight. Another interview coming your way. You're definitely going to want to hear that. We're going to be talking about the Memphis Grizzlies specifically. So if you're interested in what's going on with the Grizzlies season and how they're faring going towards the playoffs and what may come for them in the future, it's going to be a really interesting one. Um, So stay tuned. Keep coming back to the Blunt Doctor Show. And again, just take five minutes to reach out in your community. Learn about a community fridge that you can donate to learn about people in your community that you can volunteer with their help. We all have a responsibility to do everything that we can to improve this world because no one else is going to do it for us. It's on us to do it. And, um, maybe this message is not quite in tone with my sports podcast, but we've all got to do a little bit of what we can, um, And I just feel that today more than ever for some reason. So, reach out. Do what you can. Peace out.